0: Hey, I'm Vanessa, and you're listening to A Journey with Vanessa Chu. This is a podcast where I love talking about mindset and emotional health, and I share personal stories about what I'm learning in life and on my entrepreneurial journey, including the struggles and challenges I face. I'm grateful that you found my show and that you're listening. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe and follow button. For this week's episode, I spoke with another awesome woman and coach I've met on my journey as an entrepreneur, Jean Atman. Jean is a soul evolution coach and energy medicine specialist, and she works with people to help them break free from negative life experiences, heal from toxic relationships, and we also talk about being a conscious creator of our own lives. I enjoyed our chat so much, and I hope you will too. Hi, Jean. Welcome. I'm so Glad to have you here with me. I have a lot of questions for you about the work that you do, but I want to know how you got started doing what you're doing now, you know, helping people um, break free from their negative life experiences, their past traumas, hurts, toxic relationships. What drew you to this work that you're doing now?
1: Yeah, thank you um, so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be here with you and to share. And um, it's a really interesting question. I always try to think about which direction I want to go from. Um, So basically, through the toxic relationships and things, we all grow up with certain ways of being. Mm-hmm. We develop belief systems based on those ways of being. And what I was finding in my life was I grew up in a really, really toxic, tumultuous household with sociopathic and narcissistic personality types, really, really dark stuff. And so I grew up thinking that that's how people were. Mm-hmm. What I found was I was, of course, drawing in similar relationships to that through friendships, through romantic relationships, et cetera. And so I finally got to a point where I had a really, really tumultuous romantic relationship. And I realized that I cannot live this way anymore. It was a a really dark narcissist that I was dating. And he wasn't doing his work at all. He was just really in resistance to his own healing. And a lot of that was being projected onto me. Mm -hmm. And it was just overwhelming. And at that point, I realized I didn't have any energy to keep going the way that I was going. So it just really knocked me down, which I needed because clearly I wasn't listening. (laughs) So at that point, I just decided I have to do something radically different. And I took about a year to myself and just focused on deep, deep care. And I was very protective of who I let into my experience until I sort of worked through and unpacked all these old belief systems that really were still generating similar experiences in my current reality. Mm-hmm. So... um it, it really was, you know, it's been a lifelong journey to understand why these things are in our experience, how to unpack them, how to heal from them, how to draw in something different. <laughs> and so it's been my personal growth journey, as well as my deep desire to always help other people. It sort of spills out automatically into, Ooh, this worked for me, this might work for you. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, over the past 21 years has developed into a practice, um, really helping other people graduate through the old limitations, coming into better ways of being, and my work just continues to evolve the same as I evolve personally. So Mm -hmm. it's been kind of a a group journey between my personal and professional life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely resonate with so much of what you said, because I think, um, you know, reflecting on my past experiences before starting my journey as an entrepreneur I felt like so stuck in a lot of ways and stuck in like the past and things that happened to me in the past and still holding on so tightly to um, like past angers and hurts. And it's like, well, like obviously, I know now I'm like, well, I can't move forward if I'm still stuck with that and I want to hold on to that. And I I am holding on to it. I can choose to let it go, right? Right.
1: <laughs> right. I love even you use the word stuck because so many people come and find me and they're like, I'm just so stuck. And being stuck is just stunted growth. Yes. We've just stunted in our growth. That's all yes. that means. Yes. It just means that you're ready for something more.
0: Yes. Okay. So with the people who come to you for help with like, oh, Gene, like I want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to hang on to those old negative experiences experiences anymore and, you know, the, the trauma that um, I've been through, because I think sometimes people think that they, they can't let those things go and like they have to carry those forward with them in some mm-hmm. way. So when they come to you for help. Um, What are the most common struggles that you see with with people who are um, who are wanting to, you know, take that step forward, but just can't for some reason? Mm-hmm. There are
1: a lot of reasons why people come to find me, and I typically see a lot of toxic relationship dynamics happening. or I do it seems like I work with a lot of um, people in transition of realizing that their lives are not working, whether that be my job isn't fitting, my relationship isn't fitting, I'm graduating through another cycle of my life and just really realizing that what I've been doing doesn't feel good. And so they, their soul is kind of craving something more. And what I see a lot of times is we like to strategize and our mental bodies love yeah. to pipe in with all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And what that does is you're, you're trying to create a new reality based on the limitation of what you've experienced in your past. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel like they kind of spin their wheels and they can't move forward because they're, they're not creating from a new plat, a new platform. So, um, I incorporate a lot of healing deep energetic healing in my, in my work, because until we're really decongesting the energy that's been stagnating in there, um, we're really kind of still fighting through that congestion. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with how energy works, but say, if you have trauma, when you're a child, that sort of stagnates in a ball of energy that contains the emotions that went with that trauma, the thoughts about that trauma and everything kind of settles into the energetic system. Mm -hmm. So when we move the energy outward, we also clear through those emotions, through those mental thoughts, through the programs. So it kind of is a really easy access point to get in there and move things for accelerated growth.
0: Yeah. I, and I, um, you know, when I was looking into more about what you do with the energy healing, I was like, ah, like that's something I um, wasn't familiar with before, but now um, since starting my own um, journey, you know, starting my own business, I've become more aware of that and talked to more people and coaches and um, have been more exposed to that, which I really love because, um, you know, and, and I've been you know, hearing the phrase a lot, like raising your vibrations. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, like when we're feeling the anger and the frustration and the hate and, you know, those, those negative feelings, mm-hmm. like our vibrations are just so low. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, just that energy is just not, it's not what we want to to have in our bodies and in our minds and in our souls. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so to, To be able to come to you for help and say, hey, I, I, I don't want that negative energy within me anymore, because it's clearly Mm -hmm. stopping me from my own growth and development and moving forward in my life in whatever way um, is is just so huge. (laughs) It is. There was um, a woman that I worked with last year and
1: she was plagued with worry, just Mm. so much worry all the time. And it was consuming her thoughts all the time. And what happens is when we try to think about, we're not going to worry what do you do? You think about. you worry, what things you, worry about? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's sort of like, don't think of a pink elephant. Um, <clears throat> and trying to strategize your way out of that is really difficult. Yeah. So when you go into your inner layers of self to see what is perpetuating the worry and for her, it was feeling really out of control of her experience. She never really had felt really in control of her life, her life's path, what she was doing. And so it left her in chronic worry. So if you can get into the core of what's going on, you can make changes there. Mm. But we typically see the superficial aspect of we're worrying, we're fearful, we're whatever. And we never take it into the place, into the core of where you can really make true change. Right. So when you do that, you unearth that, you unpack that and you're free of it. And then you can live your life with, you know, filling thoughts that you prefer (laughs) as opposed to the chronic worry. Yeah. So it's really such a beautiful transformation. If you just kind of release the fear of getting into your own stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, and you did mention this uh, a few minutes ago about, um, people who come to you, uh, because of toxic relationships in Mm -hmm. their past and, um, you know, relationships that we knew maybe were not good for us, not the best for mm-hmm. us. And, and, and those can be any relationships, right? With it like a parent, a sibling, a friend, whatever, whoever it may be, romantic partner. Um, yeah. I know for myself, when I think about, you know, my past relationships that I were, would say were toxic um, mm-hmm. and not healthy, mm-hmm. it's difficult to get any good out of them you know, and to think mm-hmm. about like, what did I learn? Or like, you know, what, what lessons could I take from that when mm-hmm. it caused me so much pain and suffering? So I would love for you to get into why you say toxic relationships are actually a gift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i know that freaks people out sometimes they're like wait what yeah
0: (laughs) she's crazy
1: (laughs) um it's really it's such a beautiful thing that relationship that i referenced previously was definitely my greatest teacher Hmm. And when we enter into relationships like that, that we feel really hurt by, we can stop trusting ourselves because we think, what were we thinking? Why did we do that? And so we start to lose trust. But when you realize how that relationship served you, then you start to build back your trust in yourself, knowing that you needed to walk through that experience in order to gain something from it. Mm. And so when you can extract the wisdom from the experiences, that's mm-hmm. where the true growth is. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we get hurt and we stagnate in the emotions of it. Yeah. And we, we want to blame and we want to shame and we do all these things. And the inner critic comes in and say, what were you thinking? And your friends are like, what are you thinking? It's just kind of a yeah. congested, messy mess. Yeah. But if you can come in and really go in deep and there's always, always, always something that comes from a negative feeling experience experience. experience. To me, those are just opportunities (laughs) Mm -hmm. and those, and they tend to get loud when we're ignoring or neglecting that piece of self that's ready to be healed. Yes. So something, a really loud and comfortable experience will come in because it's asking for radical change. And so when you can see that, then you can heal at the depth of that wound, because typically speaking, we will carry wounds with us. Mm -hmm. And when they're ready to be healed, they'll surface. So that you know, beautiful narcissist will come into your experience asking for yes. you to take a deeper look. And honestly, what I learned from that relationship was I can't help someone who won't help themselves, mm-hmm. which was a main, a main focus of me. If anybody is hurt, I don't care who they are. I'm going to help them. I can yeah. fix them yep. all these old programs. Yeah. So I learned really completely I cannot help someone who refuses to help themselves yep. that instantly changed my entire trajectory of my life. Yeah, You know, I learned, um, that I can trust myself and that I can't, you know, I was allowing so much manipulation of other people's needs to dictate my own and mm-hmm. learn how to stand up for myself. I mean, there's so many things that I extracted from that experience that really made me a strong person. And I was able to understand it to the point where I could teach it. Mm-hmm. Because I get a chance to get really intimate with that experience. I know exactly what it feels like and how to move through it and how to heal the other side. So that for me opened huge doors for my ability to help other people move through that thing. Yeah. So, um, for me, that, that was, I mean, it was a really tough experience for sure, but we are only given experiences that we are able to manage but we tend to stay, you know, as long as we need to, in order to learn that lesson. And sometimes we really do need to hit that rock bottom to understand this is the depth of change. Another thing that I learned from that was we typically, especially as women, if, if something happens, we brush ourselves off, we get back up, we keep going. We're like, we don't have time for that. We got stuff to do. We got people to care for. And I realized that I'm not ever going to be able to heal unless I can tap into the depth of pain that was invoked from that experience, yep. I won't be able to heal that until I tune into that. So it really gave me the opportunity to get deep in the pain. So I could finally heal that pattern Yeah, and, and forever more now that has shifted. And yep. I have never drawn in that type of personality type ever again, yes. because I was able to make those changes. Yeah, So that's why they're such a gift, but you've got to be able to make that perception shift in order to really see that and embrace it,
0: embody it. Yes. And be aware. I think a a lot of times Mm -hmm. we, most of us are not aware. Right. And, and it's like you said, we just move through life and, and yeah, we don't have time to think about that. We don't have time to reflect. We don't have time to dig deep. Like we got to keep going. Right. There's all this stuff we have to do in our day (laughs) and in our months and in our weeks and our years. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's be definitely being aware of that um and, and and knowing that you can shift your perspective right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and again like so much of what you said resonated with me because um i i feel like i used to be that way in in past re- romantic relationships like i felt like i could save save yeah. that person like i'm going to i'm going to so i'm going to help you right like i want to <laughs> be there for you which of course is like It's such an admirable quality in someone Mm -hmm. to want to help people, um, you know, where they're stuck or if they're struggling or whatever, right. You want to be their support system, but you, you, like, it's not going to work if they don't (laughs) want the help. And if they don't want to change or, you know, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. And the other perspective is we are not meant to do other people's work for them. No. So while that desire, it seems to be tied to a lot of ego. Yes. Look at me. Look at how good I am. Because yes. I help that person. Pat on the back.
0: And I'm awesome. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's a lot of ego. But if you see from a from a kind of a higher, expanded perspective, mm-hmm. when you leave somebody in their work, they find the empowerment to make the changes they need for themselves. Yes. So while it might look uncomfortable kind of in this, in this realm to, it looks like you're abandoning someone or whatever, when you're acting for your highest good, you're leaving them in a way that says, this isn't working for me. I need to make some changes. I'm uncomfortable. And then that will also help them with their evolutionary path. Yeah. So by, by sometimes, you know, leaving people in it and I'll tell you, I always, I was kind of advise people to do what's in their highest good. Because if it's in your highest good, it is automatically in the other person's highest good. Yes. That makes sense. So I had a woman say to me, well, if I leave my, my abusive husband, that's not in his highest good because he'll be unhappy. He won't be able to cook himself dinner and all these things. That's not helpful for him. And I said, let's look at it from a spiritual perspective. If you leave him in it, guess what? He gets to learn. He gets to learn how to be his own person. He gets to learn how to cook for himself. He gets to find his empowerment to be able to stand on his own two feet and stop the codependency. So that is serving him at big, big levels that we might not be able to see unless we take that expanded perspective. Mm -hmm. So when you focus on your highest good, there is also something that is in that other person's highest good
0: always. Right. Yeah. So what about when, um, you know, people who are, um, say working through those toxic relationships and working through, um, wanting to make, you know, pretty big changes, In their life because they don't want to go back to how they were living before because they're stuck and they felt trapped and it just wasn't a way to live their lives Mm -hmm. um so as they're wanting to let go of the past and and look forward to their future and move forward in their lives what are some of um the biggest hurdles or roadblocks that that you you see people running into as they're trying you know you know to shift their lives for, for the better right I actually created a course <laughs> with the steps to do this it's called limitless it's on my website
1: I can talk about it later mm-hmm. but I I was I had a, a lot of private people that I was working with and I was noticing a lot of themes a lot of patterns coming through and one of those is limiting beliefs which a lot of times our conscious mind wants a particular thing we have desires consciously mm-hmm. and we we, do things in this realm to move in the direction of those things. But in our subconscious mind and our unconscious, we carry all the old belief systems of what we were born into raised in the past experiences. Mm -hmm. So typically speaking, unless you're familiar with what's happening in your unconscious mind and your subconscious, those things are going to be in conflict. (laughs) So people are saying I'm doing all these things, but it's not working. It's because there's belief systems tucked away on your insides that are in complete contradiction to your direction. Yeah. Right. So limiting beliefs are huge and being able to identify those things so you can unpack them and work with them and shift them is huge. And if you think about it, our thoughts create our emotions. Right. And then that creates our frequency. So if you're not tackling your thoughts, tackling your emotions, your frequency is going to be sort of skewed as well. And your frequency is what puts your energetic imprint out into the world, Mm -hmm. which then draws back in the reflection of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So also the emotions, people get really triggered. And they like to say, oh, well, you know, let's say jealousy, because that's a super easy one. I'm, I'm that he's looking at somebody else and and I'm jealous and I don't want you to look at that person anymore. And they yeah. want somebody to do something different. So they feel better Yeah. as opposed to recognizing I'm triggered right now. I've got a little bit of insecurity inside. Yes. Maybe I need to look at what's going on at a deeper level. Yes. Typically yes. it's got nothing to do with that other person and everything to do with you. Totally. So I, People how to get into their emotions to translate what their emotions are actually saying to them because we're so busy in such an outward focus that we're not yeah. trained or taught how to look within. Absolutely. So I like to reverse engineer all the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and go
0: back in. This is and stuff then also that,
1: frequency. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's um stuff that I wish we were taught in school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, inner work, yeah, and and reflection and and absolutely um looking at our own responses and thought process and like, Hey, like, why, why is this happening for me? Like, why am I reacting in this way? And how can Mm -hmm. I respond in a way that's, um, that's healthier than, you know, blowing up or, or blaming other people, but Mm -hmm. you're so right. Like we, we weren't, we weren't taught these things. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And you know, when we know better, we do better, but yeah,
0: we we do need to take the time to kind of get
1: into the work. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: As uncomfortable as that right. work is,
1: <laughs> it certainly can be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um cuz I, I I know you you've been talking about, you know, the self-limiting beliefs, which is which is huge. <laughs> like we, yeah. we all go through it. Like we all we all have that inner voice and that inner critic who's just like barking at us all day. Yeah. Whether yeah. it sounds like yourself, or it's like a mom, your or your mom or dad, or it's your best friend, or it's like a bully in school, it's anybody, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit, and um, you know, just just breaking through and not not letting those self limiting beliefs stop us from mm-hmm. getting into really awesome changes for ourselves and and moving forward in our lives.
1: Yeah. The inner critic is such a big one. I think that if I were to really advise people to focus on one thing, it would be our inner dialogue because it's constantly piping through. And typically people are being critical of themselves as opposed to being a cheerleader. Yes. And this is something I go through in my course too, because it's such an ingrained pattern. And when uh, there was a friend of mine long ago, we were talking about inner critic and I loved how she framed it. So typically inner critic voice, if you think of it like a nosy relative, somebody, <laughs> somebody who's like, really, who loves you is just trying to guide you, but they're operating from a place of fear. Yes. You better be careful because you don't yes. want to do it because, and all of those things that create limitation. So she named her inner critic Gladys. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. It just, it just fits so well. And I thought that's so beautiful because if you can think of the inner critic as not something within you, but something that Mm. is, is there for your best interest, but just maybe we're like, no, we're good. Thanks though. You know, just the way that you'd say to a nosy relative, like, no, I'm, I'm good, but thank you. I got it all worked out, but you know, and you can start to separate yourself from that a little bit. It's really helpful to be able to recenter yourself into what really are feeling and yeah. what's appropriate for you and what's good for you yeah so I loved how she framed that
0: uh, yeah that's actually really helpful
1: yeah um, isn't it? To, yeah to be
0: able to uh, because if you think that it's not you and it's like a separate being from yourself a yeah. separate voice then it makes it way easier to yeah. detach yeah. yeah and and yeah, I just uh, no thank you yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like I know, (laughs) yeah. Like I know you are, you have my best interest, um, but, and I also try to remind myself that that inner voice and that inner critic is just trying to protect me from getting hurt or, you know, experiencing heartbreak again. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, it's just like the, you know, like I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Um, There life is all about taking risks right? Mm-hmm. Whether you see things as a big risk or a small risk. And um, like, I can handle it. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to A Journey with Vanessa Chu. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Jean so far, and if this episode resonated with you and you're connecting with the topics we've talked about so far, and maybe you feel stuck in your pain and suffering and you're falling into old patterns like I did, I have a gift for you. It's a free guide you can download to get you unstuck at stopthestressnow.com. Now back to my chat with Jean. I want to uh, talk about self-care and such. Cause I know we were just before, um, we got started chatting. I know you, you mentioned that that was a really big thing and big discovery for your own journey. And I'm like, yes, perfect. <laughs> because I've done a handful of, of other podcast episodes on self-care because I, I'm also discovering so many things and, yeah. and like, and this is what life is, right? Like I, 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 I see that Um, in myself and with so many of the other coaches I've spoken with and that I've worked with in the last year, um, we don't all have it figured out, but Mm. some of us are, or well, all of us are continually learning and uncovering things that we're sharing with other people that we know can help them on their journey. Right. And it, it, it really is like lifelong learning. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I know for me, it's never going to stop. There's always going to be stuff to learn and to, and wisdom to gain and knowledge to, to get and, and to implement in our lives, right. For the better. So, um, yeah, self-care. So, (laughs) so what, what has your journey through that been like, and, and why did you, why are you focusing on that now in your personal life and in your business? And why is that so important? Mm.
1: Yeah. It's really, I feel like I'm with you. I'm a perpetual student of life. I feel like there's always more to learn and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. I, I get bored easily. So I'm, <laughs> I'm always looking for some more stimulation. I'm like, Oh, there's so much inside. <laughs> what else is in there? Yeah. Um. So this past year I ended up with really, really deep chronic fatigue. Mm. And I always know that when you have experiences like that, you're really meant to slow down, to, yeah. to stop and to see what's going on. Yeah. So I knew that I was overgiving for a very long time that was still a program of mine and even though I had released all of the toxic relationships and things like that I was still overgiving in my business. And mm-hmm. all the other ways that I like to give to family, to friends, to, you know, my clients, all, I just love to give. It's very satisfying for me yep. to watch people thrive. So you want to do more of that, but you yep. don't realize that there is, there should be healthy boundaries around that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so universe kind of took me out of the game, laid me up for about a year, <laughs> sit there and think about it and just rest. So I was not doing any of my, my normal work, like meditation work and things like yes. that when I was sick, because I was just even too tired to do that. Yeah. And then when I started to, um, I was kind of meditating saying, why aren't I healing? Why is this taking so long? I'm resting. Why aren't I restoring? And what came through so clearly was you're not healing because the only time you give yourself permission to rest is when you don't feel well. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) So I thought, okay, so I'm going to be really intentional with, even when I do start to have energy, I'm not going to run out and expend it right away on all this business stuff. I'm going to see what feels good to me to do now. Mm. Well, I set that intention. I started to heal and get on the other side of things, but the more energy I got, The more I continue to expend. So I thought I have to stay intentional if I really want to ground this lesson into my experience and still feel really good, but have some healthy boundaries. Yeah. And I realized that as a population, we don't know how to rest. No, we We don't. don't. We don't know how to
0: take a break. (laughs)
1: No, especially as entrepreneurs, because we're always, it's like a child, you know, you want to nurture it. And you're thinking about it all the time and you're, you're thinking, how can I nourish this even more? And, and, you know, it's really this constant thing, especially when work like we do, how can we serve? So there's so much always need of what people need, you know, to be in service. So it's just this perpetual thing. And I thought I have to get intentional because I started to kind of fall into a little bit of a relapse. And I know that my body was saying, well, well, you're doing it again. Yeah. (laughs) Slow down. Yeah. So I decided that I'm going to learn how to rest Mm. even when I'm feeling good. And so that's been my intention and I've been um, posting my journey just to kind of help enlighten other people. But what does this feel like? It's uncomfortable. Yes, (laughs) It's confusing. I can feel the old default programs coming in and trying to continue to be perpetuated. And I have to be very aware of when those are coming in and shut them down and choose, make a conscious choice not to do that. Like for instance, this morning, even I have, you know, a client and then I had this interview and I have another client and I had a break in my morning and usually I would jump into work. I would be creating something. I'm writing a book. Yeah. I'm creating content. I'm, I was like, nope. And I went outside with my journal and I sat out there for an hour and I had a bath and I chose to do something nourishing for me yeah. as opposed to my default of all was working. Yeah. And so it's making choices like that, just mindful choices to help regain balance because a lot of times we're so imbalanced that we have to go almost on the full other side of the spectrum yeah. in order to find that middle ground. Yes, So that's my current practice. And it's, I've been eliminating a lot of things from my life. Even I had committed to posting at least for 21 days and I'm on day 13. And I, today I made a video and I said, I got to piece out on that too, because I'm feeling like my mind is still going, there's so much happening, what do I want to share. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not just taking that. That really deep dive. Mm-hmm. So I said I'm still with you in spirit, but I'm going to be focusing more inward. And it's yes. just showing up for yourself because I don't think many of us really know how to do that either. Yeah. So it's intention. It's kind of being comfortable within the discomfort. It's knowing that you're making amazing changes, and you can feel the support. At least I can feel it coming in with new opportunities, new relationships, all of this. This beautiful energy that's surrounding me now, because I'm really showing up learning how to love myself. Yes. Much deeper layers.
0: Yeah. Which is so, so important. Like if, if we are not taking care of ourselves, we cannot take care of other people and serve Mm -hmm. them to the fullest. And that is absolutely something that I've learned. Um, in in the last couple of months is that I nourish myself through play and through creativity. And if I don't have those things, well, like then I might as well not even be, you know, doing anything like serving anybody. And I, yeah, like I just realized that, oh, I I actually need to schedule in play and creative time for myself. And like you said, being mindful, like what am I going to choose to do at this moment for myself. Mm-hmm. Like how am I going to recharge? Like not schedule a whole bunch of stuff to do it for my business and like have back to back calls that are right? Like that are just nonstop. Um and and I just it's I've also realized that you know with with that inner voice and you know those self-limiting beliefs and everything that I'm still working through a lot in my head of well if you're not, if you're taking a break and if you're going to do like, you know, any sort of self-care thing during the day and you're not working on your business, then like, you're not like, you're not working hard enough or like, you should feel bad for taking a break. And sometimes I still have those thoughts popping into my head and it's really hard to um, like, I've been working on reprogramming that as well. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm aware of those thoughts, which I know is, is, Uh, the first step. But yeah, I just sometimes those thoughts still pop into my head. And, and even if I'm feeling so exhausted and overwhelmed from the day, because I I had so much to do, or I was productive, there's Mm -hmm. still that voice is like, well, did you really do that enough? Like, look at what everybody else is doing, like, you know, (laughs) and then comparing and all that stuff. And it's yeah, it's still Mm -hmm. working through those, those old thoughts that are still Mm -hmm. popping up in my head
1: can I, can I give you some assistance with it? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So what happens is I love so much that you have that awareness because like you said, that's the first step. And it's typically the hardest step is to have that awareness. Like, Oh, that's piping through there, but then we don't know what to do with it. So we try to replace it with something else, but it's Mm. still in there. So think of it as energy. That program is still running through there and you're adding another program but you haven't released the initial program yet. Yes. So it's going to take longer for the new program to continue to fill in that space. When the, when the defaults are running so strongly and completely. So this is where energy comes in. So when you recognize that program, you can just sort of go in and say, okay, where am I feeling that in my body? Mm. And, and I just want to release that. And so let's say if you feel it, you know, like just tune in for me for a second, where are you feeling that in your body? When you think of that, that you're, you're not good enough, and you have yeah, to keep working. Where do you feel that yeah. in your body?
0: So I, I was actually just like reflecting on that before we jumped on this call, which is perfect. Cause <laughs> of I'm, I, I can feel like, and I always, this is, um, uh, somewhere I always feel tension is my jaw. Okay. okay. Perfect. I always feel tension in my jaw. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So think about this and can
1: I assist your energy a little Mm -hmm. bit? Okay. Okay. So think about your jaw and think about the tension that you hold in there. And that is your your jaws clamping is control. It's, it's fierce, like control, right? So that's, that's drawn to some more programs and patterns too. So just think about tuning in there and see if you can soften through the rest of the body. And I'm going to let you do most of the work. So, you know, how this feels to do this for yourself, Mm -hmm. but just think about uh, how that energy feels in there. And if it feels like it's locked, is it, is it
0: solid energy? Is it feeling like it's moving at all? Can it's you- definitely solid. Like okay. I, cause it's like, sometimes I don't realize that I'm clenching so hard. My, my jaws are just like clamping and I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'm probably like anxious or stressed or something or, you know, overwhelmed mm-hmm. or overworked with mm-hmm. yeah everything. So think about if they're solid, so what
1: do you feel like it would need to remove that solid form out of your body?
0: Um, uh, definitely laughter. That's something mm-hmm. that I, mm-hmm. I go to a lot.
1: Okay. So when you think about that, it's solid. And then think about something that just brings you joy, laughter, a funny thing that happened. Can you, inv- can you invoke laughter pretty easily? <laughs>
0: I can, <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. Like as soon as I saw you, you're smiling. Yeah. So there you go. So while, while you're laughing, yeah. you can, you can remove that energy. Think about every time I laugh, I'm moving more and more of that energy out. Yeah. Intention is 80% of this whole process and technique is like 20%. I mean, yeah. intention is everything. Yes. So when you tune into that, every time I, every time I smile, I'm opening this, I'm opening this, and I'm allowing energy to move through there. And I'm just going to let that energy move out of my jaws. So you program yourself to set it up almost on autopilot.
0: Mm. Whenever
1: I laugh, I'm releasing this tension. Yeah. Whenever I laugh, I'm releasing this program. And then you can follow that with replacing it with what you do want. I have freedom to do whatever I want to do in my life. And I know that's supported. Yeah. Oh, that feels good. But when you're intentionally moving that energy out, when you can identify it, especially if you can tune into where you're feeling it, that's really good. And then you can move it. And the other thing is even just taking your hands like this across your face, yeah, and just with the intention of just moving that stuck, stagnant energy out, and you can feel it lightening and yes. you can feel your jaw releasing a little bit. So those are things that we can easily do for ourselves. And we forget how powerful we are at healing ourselves. Yes. I when you totally apply agree. those things, yeah, you know, and then you feel better and you're like, oh my gosh, that worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did. And yeah. it was easy. And even
0: like <laughs> Um, And I'm, I'm totally going to keep that in mind with um, laughter and releasing that energy that I don't want. Like, I think that's awesome and totally something that I'm going to do daily. And along with uh, something that I've found really helpful is just like deep breathing exercises, like that can release so much. And Mm -hmm. again, like, Even like, but like, you know, a few years ago, I was like, oh, well, I don't have time to meditate. Like I don't have time to deep breathe, but now I'm like, I have to do it multiple times a day. I'm like, if I, if I don't meditate and do deep breathing exercises and I, if I'm not like journaling in my gratitude journal every day, then I'm off. Like it throws my schedule up. Like I have to, I must do those things. Um, to just like ground myself, right. At the beginning. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like what you said about intention, setting your intentions, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally love that so much. Um, That's that's soul care that you're doing. It's beyond self-care. It's (laughs) soul care. Yeah. Yes. Which I know again, is something that you are, are big on um, teaching people and um, sharing with people, your love of that. And I, I, I did want to get into a little bit of Being a conscious creator of your own reality because uh, it really reminds me of um, manifestation in our lives Mm -hmm. and shifting our energy and focusing on things. I'm so glad you said this before because I was this was in my head since since the beginning of our chat. Focusing (laughs) on things that we do want, yeah, instead of the things that we don't want, right? Because um, again, now I'm more aware of like um, in the past, I would think about all the stuff that I didn't want. And I'm like, now I'm like, well, why am I focusing on my energy <laughs> on those things? That's not, that's not going to get me what I do want in my life. So now it's like shifting again, right. Shifting my, my mindset and my pers- perspective on, okay, like, how do I want my day to go? Like, how do I want, um, you know, my, my business to evolve and all, and all that stuff. So yeah. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about that?
1: Yeah, uh, conscious creation is really, I mean, when you're aware of what you don't want, that's a great first step to getting closer to what you do. <laughs> but we talked a little bit you know earlier about having awareness that this program runs through. Having the awareness of something that isn't resonating with you is really the first step in moving that out completely. Like we're talking about the energy. But so many people are focused on the problems as opposed to the solutions, because it's really loud. What's not working is usually really, really loud. So in order to become conscious of, you can either stay there on autopilot and continue to focus there, or you can get conscious of that. You do have the power to create things. And by shifting your focus is really all it takes to start moving that momentum in the other direction. So the first way to do that is recognizing you're in a state of suffering, which is pretty easy. We know when we're suffering, we're either worrying about the, the future, we're regretting the past, we're yes. you know fearful about something that is suffering to me. Yes. So anytime you have any negative emotion, it's basically saying, this is a creation of a limiting belief that you're experiencing that you don't need to. So recognizing that and then decide I'm going to bring myself in a beautiful state of being instead. And I learned this process a long ago by um, another practitioner that I was connecting with. And he said, there's two states of being either a suffering state or a beautiful state. And mm-hmm. each one is a choice. Mm-hmm. And so for me, in order to get out of suffering, when you're in a suffering state, it's really hard sometimes to see the light at the end of the tunnel because you're so immersed in the darkness. Yes. And so I thought I need to physically visualize pulling myself out of that state of being. Yeah. And so I was like in this dark kind of yucky pool or whatever. And this like God's hand would come and, you know, take me out of this pool and place me in this golden platform Mm -hmm. and this beautiful, like waterfall energy would come and just flush everything away so that I could make a better choice because we really do have to pull ourselves out of that depth in order to even see the potential of something different. Yeah. So making that, you know, bridging the gap to where you want to be, I found to be a really integral part of that process. And then when you're there, you have more freedom to choose what you prefer instead. Yeah but really i mean bottom line in the most simple form it's all about awareness like you said earlier in our talk it is all about awareness when you have awareness this isn't working i want something better i'm going to choose to focus there mm-hmm. and your thoughts again create your emotions mm-hmm. create your energy create your life mm-hmm. so thoughts are everything
0: yes yeah being aware of our thoughts definitely so important um yeah because yeah it, it again it just affects every everything all your decisions and and yeah your emotions mm-hmm. how you're showing up for people how you're relating to people your relationships your mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. um how you're treating yourself it's just everything <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and catching those thoughts you know if you get a bill in the mail And your heart sinks and you contract and you're like, oh my gosh, can I pay this bill? Notice that you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts are creating that fear response in your body, that, that adrenaline response in your body. So you at that moment can choose to follow that thought in or to say, I'm so grateful that I can pay this, that this is taken care of, that money's coming in, but it's a consistency and the more consistent you can be with it, the faster you can make changes and move through that stuff. Yeah.
0: So I actually do that now (laughs) I think it was after I read um the book the magic Mm -hmm. um I yeah on on all of my bills that come in I sit and I look at it because I know these bills are coming in um so I'm prepared for them but I say to myself and I actually write down on them um thank you um thank you or like thank you like this bill is paid and I'm yeah, um, really, like sitting in gratitude for receiving bills, because I can pay them. And mm-hmm. it means that I, you know, have my own living space. And I'm, you know, like, I have a phone to use and all that stuff. So um, yeah, that's something I did not do before, though. <laughs> but I feel like it's totally made a difference. It's interesting when you
1: start to think those things, there'll be a a trigger or a response in your system that says, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. And you get those emotions that kind of buck up and that resistance comes through. So you really do um, need to kind of feel into that experience. It sounds like you've worked through that to really allow the the feeling to also be integrated with your physical experience. Yeah. And I heard this a long time ago and I was talking to a friend about it. Someone said, whenever you get anything in or you need to pay something and you're out for lunch or whatever, just say thank you angels or thank you God, or thank you universe or whatever your language is, Yeah. because we are ultimately supported by much greater, you know, forces. We think we have to be responsible for everything. Yeah. And so in giving some of the responsibility, it's almost like if you're a kid and you're like, thanks for lunch, mom. Yeah. Thank you, Universe, for providing me with the ability to do this. And I was talking to my friend about this over lunch. And, um, the, the waiter kept coming by. He's like, are you guys done? And, you know, when you get in the time war of conversations and you're like, oh my gosh, are we staying too long <laughs> you know, do we need to get yeah. out of here? He just keeps bugging us. Um, but at the end we said, we're ready for the check. And he was so excited because he says, we're giving away lunches to people today. And we just, we, we picked you guys to receive a free lunch. <laughs> so, it was just over the lunch. When I was telling her about that concept, I was yeah. like, see, it yeah. works.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. Like, oh my gosh. I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah.
1: So when you practice that and you get in the joy of it, and I love that you bring play into things because it's so, we can do that. We, we align with the frequency of joy we can create from that place Yes, and you just think I'm free of this and I'm just, and not to be frivolous with things, of course, but work through this in a small way until you learn how the process works and Mm -hmm. then graduate up into more aspects of your life Mm -hmm. and just see what you can create, Yeah, you know, just from that, that experience of thank you and play. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh so good. Like everything <laughs> we've talked about is so good. Um is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel inspired to share?
1: Um I would just encourage people to really check in. You know, right now our world is kind of a crazy place out yep. there. There's a lot of chaos flying around and it's really easy to sort of get blown over by that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you can really focus even more on self and what you need and loving yourself and loving those close to you, that will make a huge difference in this up leveling of the entire planet. Yes. So do things for yourself, do things that feel good. And that is really in most simplest form, the best thing we can do right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Um, how can people contact you to find out more about what you do and if they want to work with you as well?
1: Yeah, um, my website is the easiest place, um, and that's JeanAtman.com. And I do have some free as well as paid content on there that people can find me. And um, like as I was saying, I love to share this information with people, so I offer my Limitless course on there, and it's just um, been amazing to see the transformation of what happens within people when they learn kind of the step by step about how to get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I encourage people to check that out. I would love to share that with you. It's my labor of love love um, to really kind of be
0: in service to people on this planet as we're moving through this Ascension process. Mm. And is there anything you're currently working on that you'd <laughs> like to share? I know, I know we, so I know, much. we all, I know we all have like a zillion things going on as yeah. entrepreneurs, but yeah, anything that yeah. you wanted to share about what you're, what you're currently doing?
1: actually, it's funny. I do have um, I'm working on a course for healing from chronic illness. Mm. I'm also I'm a Reiki master as well. So I'm working Mm. on another course, how to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I've writing my book, but in saying all those things, I've shelved all of that Mm -hmm. until I really feel satiated with this self-care journey that I'm on because I was realizing how much energy was outpouring into all of these projects all the time. So um, those to be continued (laughs) coming (laughs) out soon. I'll keep you posted, but they'll be there.
0: They will always be there. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's right. That's right. But for now, the, the, um, what I'm working on is me. (laughs) Awesome.
0: I love that. Um, Jean, I appreciate you so much. And and just for your time, um, you know, just about everything we've talked about being self-aware and, and, um, you know, talking about our inner critic and letting go of our past negative experiences and healing and moving forward in our lives. I I really feel like all of us have at least something, one thing in our lives that we can let go of so Mm -hmm. we can move forward. Um, Yeah. And I, I, I just, I, I love the work that you do and um, I loved our chat today and uh, I hope people will find, you know, our talk inspiring in some way that will hopefully get them to take action in their own lives. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I had a nice time with you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to my chat with Jean. If you would like to find out more about her work and how she can help you, her website is jeanatman.com. And I'll also drop her links in the show notes. As always, I appreciate you for listening. And if you have any questions or comments about this episode, or anything else you've heard on my show, you can email me at hello at vanessachew.com.